Hey guys, today we are back with episode number 31 of Truck History. On this episode, we will be moving through the history of man trucks. Let's get started, y'all. Man trucks traces its origins back all the way to 1758, with a company called St. Anthony Ironworks, the first heavy industry enterprise in the rural region of northern Germany. All throughout the 1800s, more and more German manufacturers would merge together to pioneer everything from paper printing presses to much bigger projects like the construction of railway bridges. Eventually, in 1908, the conglomeration of companies was renamed as the Maschinenfabrik Augsburg Nuremberg AG Company, or MAN for short. Several years later, in 1915, the newly formed MAN Company would team together with Swiss vehicle manufacturer Saar to create their first MAN Saar three ton truck. The next year, in 1916, Man model production was shifted to the Nuremberg plant, and by 1918, ties had been severed with fellow truck maker Saar. Skipping ahead a few years to 1924, Man saw one of their most significant models make its debut as the company presented the first direct injection diesel engine truck. Man wasn't done introducing more innovative models, and in 1928, the company came out with not only their first three-axle truck, but the world's first three-axle truck, the six-ton, six-by-four S1H6 truck. Continuing on into the early 1930s, Mann would make their move into diesel truck manufacturing, and in 1932, the company came out with their next new generation of models with the D1, F1, and Z1 range of rigs. By 1936, the heaviest truck man had ever made debuted, the Model F4. These 8-ton F4 trucks were equipped with a six-cylinder diesel engine, and only a little over 1,300 of these models were made in their three-year lifespan before ultimately being updated to the all-new F5 in 1939. As World War II ramped up in the late 30s and early 40s, Man began making a multitude of military parts, including diesel engines for U-boats at the Augsburg assembly plant, and also approximately 40% of Germany's Panther tank production at the Nuremberg factory. Man would also make their most famous military range, the ML4500A S in 1941, which was assembled on the commercial chassis SML. Because of their two mass military production plants, Mann quickly became a massive target for Allied bombing attacks during the war. Once the Second World War was over, the post-war years were proven to play a primary part in the overall increase in industry and production. By the autumn of 1945, Mann would continue on making new models like the Model MK, which was loosely based off the pre-war L4500 trucks. These MK models would make another appearance again in 1949 when they were updated to the all-new MKN. The letter N 
marked after the MK model, is indicative of a low frame, as the chassis were created originally for installation on bus bodies. In 1950, the new streamlined model MK25-MK26 was released to replace the aging post-war MK. Moving on into 1951, Mann would present their newly produced 8-ton F8 truck model, made with a short, bonneted-shaped cab and a very unique V-shaped 8-cylinder engine. Working our way into the mid-50s, in 1955, Mann would launch their newest line of L-series lorries. These trucks had all-metal cabs with panoramic windshields and a shorter, wider nose. Available in a wide range of sizes, including the 400 series, 500 series, and 600 series, these rigs all shared the same six-cylinder engine. Also by 1955, Mann had made the move over to their new factory facilities in Munich, making the Nuremberg plant an epicenter for the company's engine production. In addition to the above-mentioned bonneted cab L-series, Two years later, in 1957, a collection of cabover models called the L1F series was created. A little later on, in 1959, the L1F trucks were expanded to include heavier vehicle variants. Both the beloved L and L1F trucks would last long up into the late 1960s, with some certain models making it all the way into the early 70s. Starting in 1967, Mann would collaborate with French manufacturing company Savium to start selling their light and medium-duty trucks in Germany and certain other markets under the Mann branding. This series, the so-called SMSG series, saw a slightly rounded Savium-style cab and several vehicle variants from the 2-truck all the way up to the 8-truck. Also that same year in 1967, Mann would release their very own vehicle with their second version of the F8 model. These fancy new F8s featured a modern-made cab available in both day and sleeper configurations and was the first man-made model to utilize the new numerical naming index. As the 1970s started, the year 1970 saw an update to the bonneted series of semi-trucks which were now known under the Haber name. These Habers had gotten their nickname from the German term for hood, Hob, and were identified by their updated rectangular headlights. In 1971, Mann took over Boosting Automobile Work, adopting not only their specialized underfloor engine technology, but also their beloved Lion of Brunswick logo which has adorned the grill of all Mann commercial models made since. By 1977, Mann had stopped selling rebadged Saviums and started a new venture with Volkswagen instead. Two years later in 1979, the very first Mann VW-branded big rig began being built, known as the G-Series. These G-Series vehicles were introduced in a variety of sizes, all of which featured an FAE, or forward control, cab configuration. In 1986, Mann launched their latest line of heavy-duty trucks with the production of the F90 series. The F90 introduced a particularly impressive interior with a large cab, 
and increased driver comfort. The next year in 1987, the second generation G-Series debuted, now known as the newly named G90. In addition to the all-new G90, the following year in 1988, another medium-duty man model was made with the M90. These M90 trucks took on the same cab as the F90 and essentially served as the light-duty version of the F90 vehicle. In 1990, man would make a road version of their Phoenix racing vehicle in the form of a long-haul tractor called the Phoenix. The Phoenix was a conventional truck fitted with a homemade sleeper cab and a custom hood featuring a big Phoenix bird emblem. By 1994, Mann had launched their latest 2000 series family of freight haulers, starting with the light-duty line of L2000 lorries, followed by the heavy-duty F2000s. Two years later in 1996, Mann would make their medium-duty model with the debut of the M2000 truck. These M2000s served as the middle ground of the 2000 range of rigs and were fitted with two types of cab configurations, L-cabs and F-cabs, both of which were derived directly from the prior 2000 series designs. At the start of the new century, in the year 2000, Mann would release their latest TG truck line, starting with the first heavy-duty cab, the Trucknology Generation Type A, better known as the TGA. This forward control range was intended to replace the existing 2000 series rigs and was initially designed and developed in Germany. In 2001, the well-loved light range of L2000 rigs was updated to the LE series, also known as the L2000 Evolution series. These trucks were primarily designed for shorter trips like local transport and came in a wide variety of five different cab configurations. A little later on in 2005, the TG range of rigs was expanded once again when the TGL and TGM trucks were both introduced by man. Sadly, only two years later, 2007 saw the discontinuation of the original TGA truck, which was quickly replaced that same year by the new models TGS and TGX. Also in 2007, man would introduce their medium to heavy duty CLA model. This CLA truck was made intentionally with the Indian market in mind, and in fact, most all CLA models are exported to other countries in complete knockdown kits. After celebrating their 250th anniversary in 2008, the MAN company chose to incorporate itself as the European MAN SE Corporation in May of 2009. Under their new MAN SE name, the company would merge into two main divisions, MAN Turbo and MAN Diesel. Two years later, in July of 2011, Volkswagen AG would acquire more than half stake in the MAN SE shares. Also, a little later on in November of 2011, Volkswagen would announce their intentions to merge MAN with Scania trucks in order to make Europe's largest truck manufacturer. Once the Volkswagen truck takeover was completed, Volkswagen AG would continue to slowly increase their shares and pave the way for a domination agreement to be put in place. Eventually, by March of 2019, Trayton, 
a Volkswagen subsidiary, had taken on over 94% of Man SE shares. And by February 2020, Trayton would announce its intentions to merge Man with Trayton altogether. After partnering with their new parent company, Man would unveil their second generation TG range of rigs also in February of 2020. This new generation of TG trucks would include the same TGL, TGM, TGS, and TGX models from the first generation, but would also introduce important updates, including an all-digital instrument cluster, an improved ergonomic experience for drivers, advanced aerodynamics, and more fuel-efficient engines. Additionally, another truck, the TGE, was added to the TG lineup, serving as a rebadged Volkswagen Crafter light commercial vehicle. With more than 260 years of manufacturing experience, over 100 years in commercial vehicle construction, and more and more man models made each day, it doesn't seem as though man trucks will be stopping anytime soon. After having lasted the longest of most any other manufacturers in the whole world, we can only hope that man will continue to keep up their steady production pace long into the future. After all, it's not the truck that makes the man, but the man that makes the truck. That brings you up to date with the history of man trucks. Before you leave, make sure you like the video, check out the other videos on our channel, and subscribe. We have finally reached our goal of 35k subscribers, so thank you all so much for your support for the show. Next stop, 50k. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or anything else you'd like to talk to us about, please be sure to tune into our live podcast, The Chrome Corner, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, and discuss all things Chrome with our host, Dave Coleman. If you'd like to stay up to date with the new projects we have coming, please follow us at Jack's Chrome Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to buy your big rig the best chrome for your home with some sweet stainless sales for Black Friday and Cyber Monday, including 10% off Roadworks exhaust, 20% off Steering Creations products, 15% off visors and grills, 20% off hood ornaments, 20% off mud flaps, and $100 off Roadworks Classic bumpers, all on our website at jackschromeshop.com. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. And remember, folks, if your rig don't shine, you don't know Jack. Mm -hmm.